0: And on this week's show we speak to Manchester City and Nigeria striker Kelechi Ianacho. Only twenty years old, he tells us about his rapid rise to the top.
1: It's your talent, you have to focus, you have to everything, you have to do everything possible and make sure that you get what you want.
0: And we take a look at the highs and lows of twenty sixteen. We get the views of fans in Ghana. If you look at the matches that they've played, they scored against Zambia, which
2: was an away. Then they walloped Algeria in Nigeria. I think Nigeria have done
3: R- 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 a well.
4: Seeing being the lowest, I'll give it to the Black Stars because <laughs> I think
3: they keep on disappointing Ghaniets. The lowest point was seeing Yayatoui struggle throughout the season.
0: And Stuart, Solomon and myself also give our highlights and Leicester City are among them. And I think Leicester City gave us hope and
5: and a sign of possibility uh, in 2016.
0: So lots on the show today. And we start with an interview with a great young African talent playing in Europe. That's Manchester City and Nigeria striker Kelechi Ianacho. Now, Ianacho was player of the tournament at the 2013 FIFA Under-17 World Cup and was signed then by Manchester City, joining their academy. He made his debut for the senior team last season, and his rapid rise has seen him become a regular in the team this season. Oluashina Okaleji met up with Ian Nacho and first asked how it feels to get into the first team of such a star studded club.
1: Uh, it's surprising because uh, it's not many youngsters that come up and uh, to go like that and shine, but I thank God for everything and for how it makes it, makes it possible for me. And other youngsters as well. So uh, Alexi will and Rashford is coming up as well to have a great season in the Premier League and to do well and get, get some goals. Like it's, it has been a great season for the young players. I, I appreciate everything and we are. Uh, I'm surprised and as well. I know they will be surprised as well. So, but we're not going to stop there. We'll continue improving and continue see what's come up
6: your success must actually um, motivate other youngsters that you were playing with say last year you were playing with some other people all of a sudden they're seeing you in the first team I bet some of them must be happy for you and looking looking up to you now that you are in the main team.
1: Yeah, uh, if it's me as well, uh, I'm going to be surprised and I'm going to be happy for any player that comes from the young team that I'm playing at the same time and go to the first team and doing well. So I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be surprised as well and I'm going to work hard as well to see if I will get there because if you see your fellow teammate going like that, going through, you just, you just have to put in more effort and know that and believe that young players can make it to the first team and young players can come up to the first team and do well as well.
6: Now, we're looking at um, your performance now. Everyone is saying, oh, um, Kelechi should be starting because your record in goal scoring is phenomenal. Everyone is talking about that. Do you worry about that or you just say, anytime the manager wants me to play, I'm happy to play anytime he wants?
1: Yeah, um, I just come into the first team uh, from the academy and the the manager has uh, confidence in me and playing me and introducing me. So I'm very pleased and I'm very happy. And I won't forget him anywhere he is. And uh, to start in the first team, it's not easy, Manchester City, to start. There's a lot of talents, a lot of uh, superstars, a lot of great players in there. So it's not what you just starting. I'm just coming up. I'm still young. So I have many years and more time to play. So i rushing anything. So if I'm given the opportunity, I'll just work hard and grab it. That's, that's what I need to do. Whether I'm starting or I'm coming as a substitute or I'm not playing at all, I'll just support the team and, and just support them in any way and and make sure anytime I'm in I work hard and help the team to succeed.
6: You have two big brothers in the African big brothers in the Man City team Yaya Toure and um, Wilfred Bonnie.
1: how supportive have they been of you? Yeah they have been uh, really grateful and they have been really great to me and Supporter, uh, they they talk to me every time in the dressing room. We sit together and they really give me advice every day, every time. They teach me some things in the training with Fred and Yaya. Yeah, yeah. So they they are really big brothers to me, and and I'm really gonna work work hard every every season and every training to make sure I I get there. And but they have been really good to me and really supportive in all angles. So happy about that.
6: When you were at Man's, Man City, I mean, you were leaving home for the first time, you were going to Europe, everybody would be saying, hey, will he survive the weather, everything?
1: Yeah, it's true, but when you realize that this is your talent, this is what you have to do to survive, and, like, you don't have any other thing, that's your talent, like, this is your talent, you don't have to give in, you don't have to go back, you don't have to go, and you come back, and what are going to do when you come back? So this is your talent, you have to focus, you have to everything you have to do everything possible and make sure that you get what you want and i i i thank god as well for helping me to progress and for helping me to adapt to the weather situations and everything the cold weather you know england is cold and all that so for it god helps me to adapt to the cold and all, all those things so i it's it's surprising that that I'm where I am today, but I I think uh, I really work hard and with the grace of God, and I'm here today. So I'll keep working hard as well every day and every training because I'm still uh, growing through football. So I won't stop. I won't stop
0: from there. I will just keep going and make sure I focus and continue. That's Manchester City and Nigeria striker Kelechi Ianacho speaking to Oluwashina Okaleji on life at Manchester City. And it's been a great time for him so far there, hasn't it, Stuart? You know, Kelechi Ihenacu has only just
7: passed his 20th birthday, yet he's made 50 appearances for Manchester City in all competitions. He has scored 11 goals in the Premier League, plus three in the FA Cup and two in the Champions League. And he's also got four goals for Nigeria in the last seven months. It's a great achievement for him to have done this so young at Manchester City, but of course it will always be a struggle for him. And, you know, at the moment... Even with Aguero suspended, uh, he struggled to get a lot of game time. In the past couple of months, he's only had one start and three sub-appearances. And, you know, normally only about 20 minutes. But then, if you just look at who Manchester City have as attacking midfield players and strikers. De Bruyne, Ferrandino, Fernando, Jesus Navas, Nolito, Sanye, Silva... Yaya Torre, I suppose, Raheem Sterling and Aguero. You know, it's always going to be a struggle to be in the starting line-up with that kind of competition. But I suppose you'd rather be with a club like Manchester City who are winning things than
0: playing every week in a relegation team. Absolutely. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa brought to you by Passion for Sport. You can download our app and listen to the show anytime. To download it, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Once you've downloaded, you can listen to the show anytime on the app and also access past programs in our archive. And you can listen to the show on our website, that's planetsportfootballafrica.com, and follow us on Twitter, at PlanetsportFA. Well, still to come on the show, we talk to Super Eagles defender William Troost-Ekong, who looks back at winning an Olympic bronze medal in Rio. To
8: be there and win something is the best feeling I've had in my career so far. So, uh, yeah, it just makes me hungry for more, and it's gingered me, and I think the, the other players as well who were there.
0: That's coming later. And thank you very much for your support throughout 2016. You've helped Planet Sport Football Africa to grow as we now broadcast on 50 radio stations around Africa. And on Facebook and on WhatsApp this week, tell us what were your highs and lows of 2016 in football? Could be in your country with your national team, maybe in the English Premier League, whatever. Tell us about your best moment or maybe a low moment for you in football. Well, for me, the high was definitely seeing Zimbabwe qualify for the Africa Cup of Nations for only a third time. The Warriors did it in style with a 4-0 win over Swaziland here in Harare to qualify with a game to spare. Also for me, getting to go to Rwanda to cover the African Nations Championship was fantastic. A beautiful country and wonderful support from the Rwanda fans and also supporters of DR Congo who went on to lift the trophy and for me my low was the infighting between the Zimbabwe Football Association and Zimbabwe's Premier League something that threatens to cause big problems in football here so tell us your highs and lows of 2016 send us a whatsapp to +447955232780 that's +447955232780 or go to our facebook page planet sport football africa well, let's get the views of fans in Ghana, where Planet Sport Football Africa's Erasmus Kwao spoke to football fans in Accra.
5: Of course, a very low point in football here in our country had to do with the Ghana Football Association versus, um, I mean, ministry arguments, I don't want to use the word fights, which obviously have had a, a bigger uh, negative impact uh, on, on football. And the worst of it is uh, drawing a game at black star level against um, Uganda in Tamale, so I think it's the lowest point you can think about. I mean, international stage or at the bigger stage, of course, uh, FIFA got a new president, and uh, I think uh, Infantino is on, and it's on, I mean, big time.
4: I want to talk about the lows first. Uh, the interest in women's football in Ghana has not still not seen the light yet, and... It's just a few who support, who are still supporting. And when you go to the stadium, you realize that most of our girls and women are also not at the venues to support these girls and to motivate them. Let me also say that when it comes to the national teams, I'll say that we have not seen the best this season because you realize that these girls are not motivated. They've played for two years without getting their bonuses paid, but they still want to play because that's what they have chosen to do. For their country and for themselves.
8: Let's look at it from an African perspective. Obviously, it's been an eventful year, 2016.
2: On the continent, what, what what were your highs and then the, the, the lows? I would say so, the performance of the Eagles of Nigeria. Why am I saying so? Going to the qualification to the AFCON, Nigeria couldn't qualify. It was such a big blow, and most pundits thought that it was going to be the collapse of the Spy Eagles. But about four months after, Nigeria bounced back and if you look at the World Cup qualification, Nigeria have not lost a match and they've not. if you look at the matches that they've played, they scored against Zambia, which was an away, then they walloped Algeria in Nigeria. I think Nigeria have done well.
8: You know, it leads me to ask just to the individual honest. So, um,
6: Cristiano Ronaldo got a ballon door. <laughs> you think he deserved it? Exactly, he did. He did. For me,
2: if you if you talk about the most hard-working player on the planet, it's, obviously Cristiano Ronaldo, but if you talk a player with a touch of gold then it's mercy and if you look at Real Madrid what did they achieved the year under review and even with Portugal I think he deserved
8: it Your thoughts about the highs and lows in the English Premier League for the year 2016?
3: The highest point Riyad Mahrez winning the Premier League with Leicester was a great achievement a player that nobody thought would do it. And and it was great you know, seeing that he did not only win the league, but he went on to win the player of the year. And not a lot of African players come to England and, and get to that point, but Riyad Mahrez did. Of course, Michael Henson in the past had won the league with Chelsea, but Riyad Mahrez was one great reason why Leicester won. His goals, his assists, his general contribution was good. The lowest point was seeing Yaya Toure struggle throughout the season. It was sad that a player who had just won an Afcon, you know, had a terrible time with his team. Through no fault of his, really, you could tell that his influence as a player in Manchester City had waned and the team had virtually moved on, you know, without him. So, it was a little sad seeing that. But uh, we also saw Jordan Ayew. From a Ghanaian point of view, that was good. His brother, Andrea had a, had an even better season. Starman for, Leic- uh, for Swansea, sorry got his big money move to West Ham I feel that everything he did ensured that he was going to get to this next level where he was going to play for, for a bigger team
5: you know the World Cup qualifiers Russia started um, which of the teams really surprised you and which of
8: the teams really did not perform
4: okay were the team that surprised me I'm talking with one match that I watched and that is um, Uganda Uganda in Tamale against the Black Stars. We are all talking about the poor state of the pitch. But they came and they held us into a tough competition. They made us to know that despite the pitch being poor, they can play. And we really had a tough time. I was really surprised how they were they composed themselves and they were disciplined they they were not giving us the chance to even score them. And so I was really impressed by that performance they exhibited.
5: And which team was the lowest ranked?
4: With the team being the lowest I'll give it to the Black Stars (laughs) because I think they keep on disappointing Ghanaians and the the kind of performance that I expect from them because I I assume that they are very much experienced, look at the exposure that most of the players have gotten and with the kind of um, leagues that they are playing, they shouldn't be giving us those performances when they are called for national assignments and so I'm just hoping that we'll be able to qualify for the World Cup
0: Football fans in Accra, Ghana, speaking to Erasmus Kwaal. A comprehensive roundup there of 2016, and by the sound of it, not a great year for Ghanaian football lovers. And with one point from two games in 2018 World Cup qualifying, the chances are not looking very good for the Black Stars. So, Stuart, Leicester City winning the English Premier League title mentioned there by fans... What an amazing achievement, particularly as we were told it couldn't happen, that only a
7: club with big money like Manchester City or Chelsea or Arsenal could win the league. But Leicester surprised us and did it. And if you think back that even a year ago, they were struggling to avoid relegation. And Leicester players told me that their only ambition for last season was to consolidate and remain in the Premier League, but yet to go on and win it was an amazing achievement. And, I mean, just to talk about one player that I have actually known since he was about 12, Andy King. Now, I first met Andy King when he was about 12, and he was playing for Chelsea against Fulham. And so that gives me a certain personal interest in the story. And Andy told me, insofar as there is any secret to the Leicester success, it's teamwork. And he just doesn't mean players. He means players, backroom staff, the management, who all seem to get on well together. And I think, too, we need to pay particular credit to the Leicester City scouting system, because, quite frankly, very few people had ever heard of Riyad Mahrez, the Algerian, or N'Golo Kante, the French player of Malian descent, who were playing in France. But Leicester analysed them, had felt that they were the type of players who would fit into Leicester. And they were, along with Jimmy Vardy, probably the two outstanding players of the season. You know, there are some lovely canty jokes going around. My favourite one is that Leicester play three in midfield, Danny Drinkwater in the middle, with canty on both sides of him. Canty, of course, is known for the amount of yardage he covers week in, week out. And incidentally, Steve, having played for Leicester last season and Chelsea this season, Kante has been on the
0: winning side more times in the last two years than any other player. Understandably so. And N'Golo Kante already established as one of Chelsea's best players now. And Solomon, I know that Leicester is one of your highlights too. We heard from disappointed Ghana fans just now, but Leicester's story provides hope. And sometimes football fans and football clubs, they feel 2016 has been not
5: a good season. But you can look up to 2017 and say, look, I know I might be an underdog. I know I don't have the qualification. I don't have the education or I don't have the means uh, to be able to achieve what I want to achieve. But I think it's still possible. So it's all about possibility. And I think uh, Leicester City gave us hope and and a sign of possibility uh, in 2016.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Solomon. The Foxes certainly did. And now, Stuart, take us through your other highlights of the year. My second highlight is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Now, I think it's just wonderful to
7: see him play in the Premier League. He's 35, but you know he's already scored 16 goals this season. Manchester United probably signed him to play about half the games. But he's so far played 25 of Manchester United's 27 games. And, you know, he is just in the form of his life, you might say. Uh, Now, I first saw him play uh, for Sweden against Bulgaria in 2004 in the European Championship. And yes, he did score that day. And I mean, to think that 12 years later, he would still be in the top of his game. And, I mean, his achievements are really remarkable. He has played for Ajax in the Netherlands, Juventus and Inter Milan and AC Milan in Italy, Barcelona in Spain, and Paris Saint-Germain in France, and... He has won the league with each of those clubs and been league champion an incredible 13 times. It may be more of a challenge for him to keep the sequence going with Manchester United, but who knows. I remember several years ago interviewing the Juventus and Italy defender Nicola Ligutalgi and asking Ligutalgi, who is the best striker you've ever played against? Without hesitation, he said, Ibrahimovic. And, you know, it is just great to see him leading by example, playing with so much enthusiasm, scoring goals. And something you probably didn't know, Steve, is that the letters of Zlatan Ibrahimovic can be rearranged to make the words Brazil vacation. And frankly, after all he's done in the last three months, it's probably what he needs at Christmas, a Brazil vacation. My third highlight is technology. Now, remember that awful moment in the 2010 World Cup when Frank Lampard scored for England and the referee disallowed the goal even though the ball was well over the line. Isn't it wonderful that this no longer happens with referees being alerted that the ball has crossed the line by the technology? So it's great to have that technology so that now referees are alerted when a goal has been scored. You reported earlier this month that the technology was being used in the World Club Championship in Japan, with the referee awarding a penalty after viewing a TV replay. TV confirmed for the referee that there had been a foul, and the penalty was awarded. However, TV replay apparently also suggested that the player may have been offside. Hmm. But frankly, I am in favour of anything that gives us better decisions. I mean, let's talk about the Manchester United Crystal Palace game earlier this month, in which the officials seemed to make five major errors. Manchester United Pogba scores, but replay suggested that Ibrahimovic had passed the ball to him with his hand, and that Pogba was offside. Then there was a horrendous two-footed tackle by Rocha which did not result in the red card it deserved. Then Juan Mata scored a beautiful goal. Timing has run to perfection, but was given offside. And then finally, a Crystal Palace player clearly handled the ball in the penalty area, and the officials missed that too. So I think we cannot have games being decided by refereeing errors. But I fear the technology will not solve everything. You know, rugby uses technology only to decide if a try has been scored or to spot foul play. Cricket and tennis allow players a certain number of challenges against the umpire's decision. But if we introduce technology more widely in football, how will it work? Will it be at the referee's discretion? Will the teams be able to challenge? Now, Of the five errors in the Manchester United Crystal Palace game, I wonder how many of those would have been helped by technology. You know, I am all in favour of technology, but somehow we need to be certain that it's going to help. We
0: need to know how it's going to be used, and I suppose at the end of the day there will always be the element of human error. Indeed, and those are big questions. And also, when will video technology come to Africa is another question. Because of the cost, it probably won't come to most African countries for the foreseeable future. Very interesting. Thanks a lot, Stuart. Uh, Now, how about you, Solomon, your other highs and lows of the year?
5: Uh, one of the highlights for me also is the story of Mamilodi Sundowns, a club that came through, uh, quote and unquote, the back door to play in the African Champions League. They lost to AS Vita, but AS Vita was disqualified before the group stage and they came in through the back door and they did so well and went on to win uh, the Africa Champions League. Uh, my low light is definitely. Uh, the inability of Nigeria, the Super Eagles of Nigeria, to qualify for the Africa Cup of Nations in Gabon. Uh, in spite of all the great players they have, like Victor Moses, Emmanuel K, John Obi, Odeon Nigalo, Kelechi Ehinecho, they failed to qualify for the Africa Cup of Nations. And this is not the first time, this is all, like the second time in a row. And another low light is Mamilodi Sundowns going to the uh, the FIFA Club World Cup and not able to to even advance to, to the semi-final.
0: Yes, I also expected much more from Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa at the FIFA Club World Cup. Thanks a lot, Solomon. On Facebook and WhatsApp, you can tell us what were your highs and lows of 2016 in football. Maybe in your country with your national team, in the English Premier League, whatever it was, tell us about your best moment or maybe a low moment in football. On WhatsApp, we're on plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. And our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. Africa. Well, finally, on the show for this week, let's go to our 2016 archive. And one of the many big names that we spoke to this year was Nigeria defender William Troost Ekong, who played for the Super Eagles in the World Cup qualifiers, having also featured for Nigeria at the Rio Olympics, where they won a bronze medal. Now, Troost Ekong was born in the Netherlands to a Nigerian father and a Dutch mother. He represented the Netherlands at youth level, but then committed to play for Nigeria, making his senior international debut in 2015. Troost Ekong is with Belgian club Ghent, but is on loan to Haugesund in Norway, where he's become the captain. Olawashina Okaleji spoke to Troost Ekong about his football and his faith and leadership and he first asked about winning bronze at the Olympics where he played in all of Nigeria's games. Uh, you
8: know, it was good and it was uh, an- another stage, another platform for me and uh, it was just amazing to-, to be there and win something. It's the best feeling I've had in my career so far. So uh, yeah, It just makes me hungry for more and it's gingered me and I think the, the other players as well who were there to try and perform again and uh, like Mikel said, you know, he knows why he's doing it and it's so nice that you can give something back to your country. That's uh, the best feeling really.
6: When you look at the Nigerian, Nigerian team itself, everyone is talking about um, players establishing themselves. What you've done so far is establish yourself in Norway. At the same time, your parent club in Belgium still wants you. What do you owe that sort of I mean development to? Where is the old, what's the secret of this newly found William Cruz that everyone hasn't seen before?
8: Yeah, you know, I think uh, the Olympics helped as well. After that, a lot of doors opened and uh, it's just been uh, one year for me. I, I said I wanted to invest myself in myself. I didn't want to go to a club and just sit on the bench. Uh, I'm young, I, I'm going to get better than what I am now. I'm still dreaming of playing in the Premier League and I just know I need to take it step by step. So I think now in Norway I've done it. Uh, people are saying I'm the best defender in Norway and uh, yeah, I'm trying my best there really. So now my next stage will be Ghent and uh, hopefully step by step I'll be climbing my way up. For a
6: player who was looking forward to playing in the Premier League someday, Belgium appears to be that direction towards getting to your dream, I guess.
8: Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a gateway. You see players go from uh, <clears throat> that league and uh, France, those kind of leagues, to go to Premier League. Mm. Uh, and uh, when I'm ready, my time will come. Then, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking very much forward to it. But I still think I can improve as a player. And I think there's still the best is to come for me. So, uh, yeah, let's hope that I can keep the steady uh, line up.
6: The last time I spoke to you in Europe, we were talking about the, the role of God in your career and how much you put emphasis on God helping you to live up to your dream. What's your relationship you know, with the Bible and um, God itself?
8: Yeah, you know, I, like you said, I read the Bible, I pray, uh, I have a, a Bible study, I'm a part of a group called Ballers in God, it's a group of players all over Europe, we come together once a week on Skype and uh, we pray and talk about uh, the scripture and different teachings and uh, yeah, I think for me the main thing it helps me to stay calm and stay focused and uh, yeah, and stay humble, so that's those are the things that I, you know, I live by, so it's, it's a very big impact on my life as well.
6: It's strange for us to hear that professional footballers coming together to form a Christian group where they talk about I mean what what, what really do you do what, what do you guys do
8: uh, like I said uh, we, we have a prayer every month we have one session where we just it's just prayer uh, but then the rest of the time you know we, uh, we we read the Bible together we talk about our experiences we uh, try and sh- share in that sense and uh, yeah, and, and trying to get some more disciples so this the group is ex- ex- expanding and extending and hopefully you know as uh, footballers you have such a big audience and uh, such a big platform uh yeah to inspire other people and uh, give the teaching spread the word uh, and that's that's really what the group is all about
6: nigerian international defending goals and winning souls
8: (laughs) i like that i might have to take that from you now
6: (laughs) (laughs) so when you look at the bible what um what are the scriptures and verses that you really really love reading or that gives you the strongest motivation that each time you're there you can remember these and then it motivates you
8: yeah, it's, it's not just one or there's not just one scripture I say oh that's my my scripture but it's you know we try and keep it with themes so we have you know every week or every month we have a different theme you know speak about the Holy Ghost for example the last one we had now and how it is in your life and, uh, and the relationship you have with him and how it can help you during the day and all that kind of stuff so it's just little things so when you are uh, in a group of players, especially like me, when I'm a captain for my team, I'm a leader. I try to inspire other people around me as well. and uh, yeah, I feel, feel, It feels like now it's working and people are listening and they're willing to hear the, the word of God. So that's all, uh, what what's all about,
0: really. That's Nigeria defender William Troost-Ekong talking to Oloashina Akaleji. Well, that's it for the show. Thanks again for your support in 2016. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, so from me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK, we wish you all the best for 2017. It should be exciting with the Africa Cup of Nations starting on the 14th of January. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.